Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One More Minute. It's Monique. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about the memory of Lauren Daisy Llewellyn. Now, if you are a reality TV junkie like I am, then you know what Bravo's Blood, Sweat, and Hills is. And it was definitely one of my favorite shows. And last week, uh, seven days ago, um, Daisy ended up losing her life to a rare form of bile duct cancer. And so today, I just wanted to discuss with you all a couple of the lessons that I learned from her. Now, one of the things I love the most about being a Virgo is the ability to instantly connect with anyone. It's definitely one of my God-given talents, um, whether it's through a picture, a television show, or even in passing. The energy that's transferred from one person, one person and myself, is something that lasts with me forever. I always try to find something in common with someone so that I always remember them. So it should be no surprise that, like I said, this time last week, I was crushed upon hearing the passing of Daisy Llewellyn. So over the last few days, I've tried to process the news, and it's shaking me to my core. So as a 28-year-old woman working in television, chasing my dreams. The vision I have for my life doesn't include losing my life before I get married, before I reach my goals, before I have children, or even experience all the goals of life. Um, Daisy was in her 30s. When I envision my life in my 30s, I imagine flourishing, having a life I don't imagine passing away. So to see someone that I identify with as being a brown girl boss, a HBCU alum, I went to FAMU, she went to Howard University, God-fearing, fashionable, goal-driven, and an accomplished black woman, lose her life so young, it put a lot into perspective for me. Like, I literally found out last Friday, and I've literally just been thinking about it, thinking about how she's someone that has touched so many people and it could have been me it could have been you it could have been my mentor it could have been anybody that I know to be in that type of circumstance so I remember in 2014 um, I was so excited about the premiere of the show and I felt like there was finally a show that encompassed the black version of sex in the city something that showed black women following their dreams young black and fabulous you know about Oh, wow. It was so long ago. About four years ago, I lived in New York City. I was an NBC page. I'm actually coming up on my one-year anniversary of being a page. My, um, my oh my God, five-year anniversary. Jesus, I moved there in 2011. Um, so I moved back to Atlanta from New York City. And this show, I felt like, was going to exemplify the life that I've always wanted to live in the Big Apple. And so I remember hearing about the show, seeing the trailer for I was so excited about it. Um, I actually ended up winning passes to the Atlanta invite-only premiere of the show, and I got to interview Demetria Lucas. I actually wrote about it on the blog, and it was amazing. It was like at um, Bar One when that was open. It was super swanky, super exclusive. It was amazing. Um, so I remember when the show came on, you know, they had us all crowd around the TV screen. It came on on Bravo and Primetime. It was, you know, slated to be one of the top shows after Real Housewives of Atlanta. And as soon as the show started, Daisy made her grand entrance into the first episode. And I was instantly pulled in and she instantly became my favorite. For me, I felt like we had so much in common. Not to mention, she was a daddy's girl like me. Um, She also ran in the same circles as some of my other girl bosses that I'm like absolutely in love with. Like Kalana Barfield, who's a fashion editor and correspondent, and Yandy Smith. Um, who also went to Howard University with her. She was loud, just like me, 
with a magnetic personality. Every person that ever came into contact with her on the show, they just loved her. Um, and I felt like, wow, I saw so much of myself in her. She'd worked for Essence Magazine. Y'all know how much I love Essence and in style. Um, she was a correspondent for the Wendy Williams show. And she even hosted segments for TV One and the Meredith Vieira show, just to name a few. Like, do I need to say any more about her? Her resume was impeccable. She hailed from Los Angeles, California, and she was actively sprinkling her black girl magic on the other side of the country. I'd never met her or knew her personally, but I knew that I admired her so much. So, you know, the show ended up becoming a ratings hit. It became a top show for Bravo, you know, just like any other reality show. You know, it had its drama and its girl fights, but at the core of the show it showed black women progressing and being professional and following their dreams so at the start of the second season um she broke the news to all the viewers including myself that she was diagnosed with a rare form of bile duct cancer and how she found out she had cancer her makeup artist told her that you know while he was doing her makeup he saw that you know there was something green in her eyes and she went to the doctor and found out that she had cancer and it was in stage three so that was pretty much you know at that point it was very very serious and so I was completely shell-shocked. In my mind, I'm like, um, she's super young. How could something like this happen to her? She has such a promising future. So, someone's so bright and so radiant. How does this happen? So as the season progressed and the cameras followed her as she got chemotherapy, I mean, she would talk about how tired she was, but she was still going to segments. She was so tired, but she was still, you know, running her business. She was so tired, but she was sitting and reading magazines and, you know, would invite her friends to come sit with her while she would travel across boroughs to go to the doctor. You know, we saw her press her way to radiation all the while talking about Jesus and how good God was. And she was just happy to be here and she wasn't going to let cancer, you know, defeat her. Um, you know, she would moan and groan about the piles of medical bills. I mean, she would show us like stacks of bills that were sitting on her end table. Um, she talked about feeling sick and nauseous. But somehow I was so impressed that she continued to keep a smile on her face. She still rotated through her favorite wigs. Um, she still put on her highest heels. She laid out her favorite clothes. She walks into any room with loads of laughter and continued to see the grace of God. So... You know, seven days ago, I was immersed in my daily Instagram stroll like I usually do. And I stumbled upon the news of her passing. And so I follow an editor for Essence. She's not like a big editor, but I'm like obsessed with Essence. So I follow everybody that works there. And she put up a picture and Daisy was in it. It was the editor on one side. It was a man in the middle. And it was Daisy on the other end. And it was like. You know, now you can rest and be with God. And I was like, God, I look like Daisy, but I don't think that's her. So I'm going to do a little digging. So, of course, I took my little stuff on Google. I tried to find something. I couldn't find anything. And then I went on Demetria Lucas' page and Geneva Thomas' page. I couldn't find any of them, you know, paying memoriams to her. And I was like, well, God, is this true? It can't be true. Hours later, turns out that it was true. And people started to pay their respects. And I just could not believe it. Like, my heart dropped. Um, and it wasn't until Essence Magazine did like an official, you know, rest in peace to Daisy Llewellyn that I knew that it was for real. You know, when the last season wrapped, I was under the impression her cancer was in remission and that she was doing well. You know, she was just at a Lakers game with her dad. You know, she was just, you know, juking and driving. But obviously I was wrong. So as I began to search her name, you know, hashtag Daisy Llewellyn, hashtag, you know, blood, sweat and heels. 
um, there was one resounding message, whether it came from a coworker, an intern, or even somebody like me, that she was loved above and beyond. Every person that she touched had nothing but rave reviews to say about her. She was definitely a bright, shining light in everyone's life that she ever touched, that she ever encountered, that she ever met. Um, everyone agreed that she was probably the most amazing person they met in their entire life. She definitely left her mark on countless amounts of people. So in that moment, my mind began to race and I began to start thinking like I always do. I posed a, cu- a couple questions to myself and there are a couple questions that I'd even pose to you. What legacy will you leave behind? What will people say about you when you leave this earth? And most importantly, what can you learn from the life of Daisy Llewellyn? Now, with those questions as they began to burn through my mind, I jotted down a few things that I could eulogize from her short, bright, and young life. The first one is smile even when it hurts. You never know how much sunshine you're bringing to someone's cloudy day. Two, chase your dreams and blaze your own path. Do whatever it takes to live the life that you dreamed of. Three, you have the power to persevere through anything. Four, never take yourself too seriously that you can't find the humor in even the most devastating circumstances. Number five, leave behind a legacy that will continue to touch people even when your body leaves this earth. Number six, plant seeds of gratitude and graciousness. Number seven, be willing to help others along the way. Eight, laugh and laugh loud. Okay. Number nine, never settle and be equipped to grow. Number 10, Be your authentic self at all costs. Number 11, keep God at the forefront of everything that you do. Those things really, really resounded with me. And those are now part of my new life mantra. I think we spend so much time worried about what people say about us, worried about what tomorrow's going to bring, worried about what the next move is, worried about people, you know, not loving us and we we spend so much time not loving those that love us back or we spend so much time trying to hide who we are or try to be what other people want us to be that we forget that we only have one life and we have to make the most of it right and i think that one thing that we can all agree on is that the world's largest non-renewable resource is time we don't get our time back every moment is precious and time and once time passes it never comes back around for a second time I think that Daisy is a great example of life changing in the blink of an eye, but she was a master and captain of her fate. Even in the midst of the biggest fight of her life, she did every single thing she could to do, she could do to win. Even when she was going through radiation, she still was striving to win. Even when she was sick, she was still striving to win. Even when she got her, you know, diagnosis that she was sick and that this was a terminal illness, she still had the will to win. She never skipped a beat or stopped smiling. She never gave up or stopped shining. Daisy had a special talent of turning negatives into positives. And, you know, I am saddened that her light was dimmed so early on or what I think is early. But we all know that God makes no mistakes. And she loved God so much. So what's better than being with the person you love so much? But I'm happy that she is now resting peacefully. and She doesn't have to hurt anymore. But I think the biggest lesson that I can take from her life and that you can take from her life as well, whether you knew her or not, whether you watched the show, whether you go and Google her after you listen to this podcast or read this post, is that life is what you make it, so make it count. So, you know, 
even in the midst of, you know, being sad about somebody losing their life, I hope that this message ministered to you because these podcasts always ministered to me. And this encouraged, has encouraged me to think about the bigger picture because God has the bigger picture and not worry so much about the details. God got the details. So I'm just going to worry about, I'm just going to be worried about the vision that I have for my life, but not worry about how I'm going to get there because I know I'm going to get there, but to enjoy each moment of life along the way. So I want to say rest in peace to Lauren, Daisy Llewellyn. You know, I want to send my condolences to her family. And I hope that, you know, her life will be a lesson to us and that she'll be, be a beacon of light for us to keep striving and thriving. So as always, I'm going to keep giving you Mo. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Monificent11. This will also be on the Single Black Female Project. So make sure you follow the Single, Bra- Single Black Female Project on Instagram at SBF Project. And make sure you log on to the Single Black Female Project at www.sbfproject.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.